Hey guys, it's me, Dr. Katz, coming at you with another podcast. This one I'm going to call To Douche or Not To Douche. Or really, it really isn't supposed to smell like flowers, cake, or pie down there. Let's begin. Say it with me now. Feminine hygiene products. Whenever I hear a patient say, ew, it smells like vagina down there. I find myself wondering, well, what the heck is it supposed to smell like, for Christ's sake? It's supposed to smell like vagina, because it is a vagina. I mean, come on, people, let's get real here. I would just like to know who first started the trend of convincing women that it shouldn't smell like a vagina. So, let's go over a few vaginal facts and a few feminine hygiene product facts. Now, spoiler alert... They're not actually good for you. I'm just going to let you know that up front. But I am also going to attempt to rationally explain why. So just bear with me for a second. Now, what you choose to do with this information is totally up to you. But never say that I didn't try to save your hinterlands from ruin. Okay? All right. So here we go. We all know that feminine hygiene products have been around for what seems like forever. I mean, I'm talking decade after decade, right? There are wipes, washes, deodorants, douches, creams, sprays, etc. You name it, we've got it. Every one of them is geared towards reducing odor or using after sex or cleaning up vaginal discharge. Did you know that there was a study in 2006 that reported that most women start using douches or feminine washes when they're teenagers? usually between 15 or 19, but sometimes as early as 10 years old. Okay, that's crazy. I mean, whoa. Now, there are mixed results demographically regarding whether black or African-American women tend to douche more than white or Hispanic women. Some studies say yes. Some studies say no. I mean, that's kind of immaterial because I'm just in favor of no one doing it. Okay? Did you know bit of 1950s what I call horror trivia. There used to be such a thing called a Lysol douche where women actually thought it was a good idea to douche with Lysol to cleanse themselves. Naturally, the vast majority of the time all that did was result in a fiery chemical burn that didn't go away for weeks and weeks, but they still continued to do it anyway. So, back to our lesson here. You can see how the advertising gets you Right? Who hasn't seen a commercial or an ad about getting rid of period funk or that not-so-fresh feeling? You know, this kind of marketing can easily make some women ashamed of their own natural odor and set up an unrealistic expectation of some flowery, fresh scent that's supposed to be down there. It is just one more way, in my opinion, that we are potentially messing with a healthy self-image. I'm just not on board with it, and I think I've even found some of that stuff in my kid's bathroom. But let's... Let's just talk a little biology and physiology here, okay? Let's talk about the biology environment of the vagina and the vulva and what it's supposed to be like. So vaginal pH changes throughout the lifetime of a woman. Usually during reproductive years, the pH ranges from like 3.8 to 4.4, right? So this range is essential because it allows the normal bacteria of the vagina to like live and grow and flourish, right? So these bacteria are called lactobacillus, and they're supposed to be there to protect your vagina. 
Okay, well, the pH balance in feminine hygiene products, regardless of what they tell you, is widely variable and usually contains ingredients that make vagina way too acidic. We have studies that show that these products start wiping out the lactobacilli within two hours and can even eliminate it altogether at 24 hours. That's crazy. Now, when this happens, then, there's an inflammatory reaction that occurs because there's a substance called interleukin-8 that starts increasing because the normal healthy bacteria aren't there to stop it. This, then, leads to a much more wide, varied growth of different bacteria, which in turn can lead to BV, that's bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, urinary tract infections, generalized itching and discomfort, and even a greater risk of STDs. So a lot can happen when we get rid of the vagina's natural defense system. On top of killing all the normal bacteria, the chemical in some of the products actually breaks down the vaginal wall. So now here's a kicker on top of that. Once women start itching or having discomfort as a result of the products, they think they need more product to stop the itching. So it's this kind of crazy, vicious cycle. I've seen it. I've even had to meet people in the ER and be like, hand over the product, man. We're not going to name any products right now. But they literally were carrying around like four or five tubes of this particular product and I had to make them hand it over so that they'd stop using it and ruining themselves down there. Now, the last thing I want you to think about is that once you've damaged the vaginal environment, it can be very tough to impossible to restore it, right? So most research tells us that it'll require at least two weeks after the last time a woman used an irritant to get any relief after stopping. And let me tell you, that is a rough, rough two weeks without much recourse available. Those are my patients that end up coming in chronically miserable and there's not a lot we could do but wait for all the product to leave their system. Listen, I'm not about to call out any products by name right now, but I'm telling you, I am not a fan of anything that's on the market or available right now. I mean, you never know. New items may come out in the future that are more conscientious of the normal vaginal flora, but in the meantime, I advise you to just say no. No means no. No feminine hygiene products. Have a great night and keep listening. Bye-bye.